Welcome to another episode of the For the Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us. Talk about the intersection of black culture and soccer. Got the two-man chocolate crew going with you today. Got your boy here, Grego here. Got TK on the ones and twos. What's good with you, man? Nothing much, man. It's uh, Tuesday, long day of work. Um, but, you know, just uh, keep my nose to the ground and the grind. And, um, yeah, what about you, man? Those things on your end. Hey, plugging away to, to episode 100. Plugging the way to the playoffs, plugging our way to the off season, cause we we're we're chilling. The, we're chilling now. Like season's so we done with the home team, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, too good, man. But yeah, man. Thank you guys for listening to us. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel, on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, all of them. Uh, see our stuff down below make sure you follow us and all that good jazz on the socials and whatnot but yeah let's um i mean i, I was gonna try, I, I wanted the guys to be on here because like, we, we've gone a while without coach tony and, and without mayor on the show and i really I, i'm hoping that we can do more of a, a bigger post-mortem next week on the show but obviously gotta start off with the fact that yeah the home team's chilling for the, for the first time you know no playoffs uh, this year, you know, we do we do finally have a uh, Champions League to start back up, but that's like not until like December. So yeah, I think like, it's like the second or something. Maybe? It's like literally the first couple days in December. No, it's uh the fifteenth that I'm not mistaken. So like, yeah, like because like cause mind you, you gotta wait until like after the MLS Cup and all that shit. So and um, and I'm sorry, like, you're right. I, it was the the MLS. The, the yeah. final, the last days. That you're right. The, the dates are just like that. And then um, you'll have a. I don't know if it's a second Orlando bubble, but uh, basically all the Champions League uh, teams are going to be heading down to Orlando, playing at Orlando City Stadium, and yeah, they'll just finish up the, uh, the competition there, like basically within like a week or so. So wrapping up pretty much before Christmas, but um. But yeah, the the home team for the first time didn't make the playoffs. We we, we lost to uh, Columbus. You know it it always hurts. You know, especially given the fact that you have a couple of things happen there. First, first, first and foremost, we lose. We lost to Nagby. And of course, uh, Columbus is looking real good going into the playoffs. Then you have the team that beat us out for the final playoff spot, Miami. Had goals by LGP, Gonzalez Perez. Had a goal by Mikey Ambrose, who had a fucking Galazzo um, rocket. And I'm like, these were our boys. Y'all supposed to be over here, man. Like, I mean, let's be real. Ambrose is not the kind of player that would, like, turn up for us. Uh, you know, he he, he did a shit. Well, we were, we were deep enough to where we'd have to rely on him. But it's right, the fact that, hey, he had that in him. I mean, I guess I don't know. I never really rated Ambrose. I'm being totally honest. I don't know if you. Can tell no, me. I totally get it. I totally get it. <laughs> but it's just one of those things where it's like, it's probably just right place, right time. That'll probably be the highlight of his career, or not the highlight of his career, and one of the best goals of his career. We'll put it like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think that uh, Sunday was a culmination of pretty much a massively frustrating year. You know. Losing Joseph uh, first game of the season, uh, you know, the Boer um, 
parting ways. If you don't want to call him getting fired, basically. Um, selling off pity, pretty much cutting on that. Cutting the, the fat, trimming. The, the saga of Barco, whether or not he's healthy enough to play. like, And then just the overall turnover from what was essentially still a championship-level team last year. And, yeah, just uh, just didn't uh, bounce in our favor. But I think that all this considered, I'm not really – I've kind of made my peace with, you know, our season. I wasn't all that pressed about us making the playoffs and making some type of Cinderella run. It just – I'd rather just go ahead and move forward. And and as uh, as uh, Boca Negra said um, <laughs> after, after um, my earliest week, we were – we're gonna do some stuff. We're gonna do some stuff. We're gonna oh, do some stuff is, for twenty twenty one. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, like we'll didn't see. say what. Let's go do some we'll, stuff. We'll see. We'll see. We need to. Uh, we need to find a manager. That's gonna be the the, the first. I guess that just should be the S then if we're doing stuff. Yeah, like, like that. That should be first and foremost. And um, it just so happened that uh, someone that I had mentioned like months ago. Uh, is suddenly available. Uh, Dominic Parent out of uh, used to coach up at um, New York City FC uh, went down to uh, Brazil with Flamengo. Lost his job last week, and so now you have him. You have uh, Barros Coloto. That's um, that's now available. You know, it's obviously. I think. In my mind, I, all I see is basically what happened with the board and the fact that you basically the I think the fan base never really warmed up to him because of the fact of how he left Crystal Palace and Inter Milan. Like you're getting these, you're basically getting you're you're being viewed as scraps because you got fired. And I'm like, okay, I get that, but at the same time, you have to look at those situations and say like, or, were those set up for him for those guys to succeed. I, I definitely don't think L was for Scalotto. I don't know the full situation with um with uh Torrent and uh and Flamingo. All I do know is that they just won Copa Libertadores like a year or two ago. So like yeah like they 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 weren't far from the top not too long ago. So um, goes to show you, like, if, if you can't last that long there, then maybe something really went wrong. So, but, um, so, so. but yeah, I, 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 I'm, I am slightly concerned as far as like what, um, what may happen just because this is a, this is a weird year by default. You know, Europe has started late. We're ending late. And, the ability to just see who's available come December or January probably won't be there like it, like it would be most years. And, and the, the guys that likely are probably going to be guys that either nobody really wants like that or they've been fired. And again, you want guys that have, that have been fired. I mean, it's, Honestly, one of those kind of situations where you're, I guess, picking through the scraps, for lack of better terms, mm-hmm. uh, in the sense of p- available coaches that have been recently fired. Um, I don't know. I think we need a manager. We, we need to look at a profile, of a certain profile of, of the manager that we're going to pick for the to lead the club. 
Um, and I think one of the traits of that profile needs to be um, having previously won something, um, you know, at least having some sort of a claim, a st you know, stake that they can put down. So uh, lucky, I guess you mentioned it last week. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're giving instruction to a player and they're like, hey, do this. Hey, do that. And they're like, OK, yeah, as opposed to, yeah, all right, you know, making that move. Um, cause they believe in your tactics or they believe mm -hmm. in your instructions or, you know, so forth to that, to that extent. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, um, obviously you had a guy like Tata Martino who came in with that, with that resume and pedigree that, you know, people automatically bought into. And I think had it been a different crew, the board might've had that, but again, it's basically, you're trying to mix a European, philosophy versus the South American philosophy and it just it just clashed. Like uh we we've gone about that plenty of times, so I won't harp harp on that too much, but just it, it, it didn't work. Um but I think that a big thing to consider is just the fact that obviously we're not the same team that we were a year ago. And to that point, um I think that you're not necessarily bound to the same identity that you, that we had a year ago. Like it was, you don't have as many South American players to, to account for. Mm -hmm. uh, you may have it. You might have even less because uh, uh, you have guys like Escobar or Medi that might be on the way out. Um, there's no telling like what might happen with the guys that we brought in this year, you know, with them. The majority and of those guys are from, you know, Europe. Yeah. So I think for people who are expecting um, what we had two or three years ago might not be necessarily realistic. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll harp on that in um, in a bit more detail. But let's take a look at like who actually did make the playoffs. Cause, so basically we got a couple of weeks until the playoffs start. Of course, we got international break um, coming up this week. Um, let's see who we got here. We got number one seed. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Union for winning their first ever trophy, the Supporter Shield with Jim Curtin. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> it's just I uh, called he, it he, at the beginning of the season, though. Philly was strong last year, man. We had yeah, that's the, true. The, that's true. Roll, roll back the the footage. We, we yeah, they, they they definitely had a lot of momentum. They definitely did. Yeah, and, uh, I think they. Like, I, I think just the fact that Jim Curtin has basically been through it all, because I think he's been there, like, what, six, seven years now, and basically been through some real lean years with Philly and seeing that program basically go from shit to suddenly you're the, you're the best team in the league. And, like, that's that's a testament to their commitment. Like, they should be the ones you be talking about trust the process of Philly. Like, the process worked up there. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I suppose. That's, I mean, now they have uh, some sort of proof to put to that pudding, if you will. Yeah, yeah. It goes. So hopefully they will. Uh, they'll buy into that further, and uh, Philly will continue uh, continue to be a strong team in the Eastern Conference. All right, so we got two playing games in the East. Like, remember, there's ten teams that that made it in the East and eight in the West because MLS shit. Don't worry about all that. <laughs> uh, so first uh, uh, playing game is going to be. England, uh, New England, and Montreal, and the second one's gonna be basically gonna be the fight for the expansion cup 
um, Nashville versus Miami. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll go into like predictions and stuff later on. But yeah, we got uh, first seed is my uh, Philly. Fourth is uh, Orlando. Fifth is NYCFC. Down the lower bracket, you got third seeds Columbus. Sixth seed New York Red Bulls. The two seed the perennial challengers Toronto FC. Out west, uh, finishing first. Uh, kind of, I don't know if it's surprisingly or what, but um, Sporting KC uh, finished first. Uh, they'll be playing San Jose, uh, and the winner of that will get the winner of Minnesota and Colorado. And down in the lower bracket, you got three seed Portland versus six seed FC Dallas. And then, ooh, we got a juicy one down at the bottom two seed Seattle versus seven seed LAFC. Now, mind you. They just finally got back Carlos Vela, so that one might be spicy. Cause that one might be real spicy. Of course, that's the rematch of the Western Conference Final from last year. The MLS is back uh, semifinal um, in Orlando. So, yeah, that's a whole lot to play for. I'm going to go, go ahead and tell you all now, LAFC, don't blow your load on this. <laughs> don't do it. Just – Play your game, play your strengths, and, you know, hopefully you might come out with an upset. I don't know, man. They're not the team they were last year. I mean, I mean, they didn't have Bella for, like, most of the year. It seemed like, you know. Sure, but, like, given if you take him out of the picture, um, so we'll do the Yosef experiment mm-hmm. um, in regards to Atlanta. I, I, I truly still think the same. They, they are not the same team. Uh, as they were last year. They lost a lot of good players to the expansion sides. Um, yeah. At least to me, I think they were good players. They were pivotal players to the way that the pressing style that they uh, built, Bob Bradley chooses to employ, employ for their, uh, you know, their tactical approach. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, you know, it's, 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 it's like, uh, it, you know, a little wash, a little wash. It's a, it's, it's so weird. Cause like definitely like, especially following the Orlando tournament, it just seemed like you would see like, like just weird ass L's, and you're like, like this isn't like that. Like you said, like it, it's not how they would normally have performed, even from the first season. It's like, why are y'all giving up these crazy ass goals, and like, why are y'all getting smoked? Of course, I can say the same thing about us, but that's twenty twenty for you. But um, but yeah, I, I think that. But I definitely think that. Um, this year will be very interesting as far as how the playoffs go. We'll get into um, our predictions on that probably in the next few weeks um, as it gets closer to the start of the playoffs. But, um, but yeah, man. Damn man. that. I'm doing my prediction right now. Sporting oh, shit. KC okay. to win it all. Okay. <laughs> I know um, our guy, uh, Danny uh, Palacios, uh, one of our former guests on the show, he was like, he wants the the world to burn and basically see like Miami versus San Jose in the in the final. I'm like that. Actually, yeah, that that would be the bottom seeds out of each conference. So like, yeah, that would be insane. Some underdog shit there. Yeah, we'll, right. We'll, we'll think about you, Danny. As soon as they get eliminated, you know what? See, I got love for Danny though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm, I'm trying to think here because like because they're still doing the I guess the the higher seed host, and I'm just like one. 
the finals on December twelfth. So basically, you're 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 almost guaranteeing another cold weather final. I'm like, I really wish they would just get back to doing a neutral side game. Get you some some warm weather. Get you some neutral fans that want to that want to engage. Because like, granted, of course, we we've had the experience of hosting an MLS Cup. It's nothing like hosting that final. But at the same time, I think the it's the general spectacle of a neutral site really kind of just adds to the allure of the of the um final because kind of like you have with the Super Bowl you have that that big grand stage that big pageantry and all that stuff unless that home team really puts it puts in the work to make it that spectacle it kind of it's either going to be hit or miss like I, I especially with oh, it being just one game and with, especially with it being just one game I'm like yeah like I'd rather just see, hey, it's a neutral site. Go ahead and um, see what you got. Um, I'm sure there's some people like, yeah, I want my home game. And I I totally get that argument. Totally get it. But I think just for the betterment of the branding of the league itself, a neutral site will be up. And I'll just go ahead and put it out there. Put it in Vegas. Put that would be there. good for the economy in <laughs> Vegas. I'm sure the Vegas folks. That part too. That part but, too. Um, I think. Well, I, I don't know. Vegas soccer would love it too. I'm sure, or appreciate it. I'm not sure they'd love it. Uh, I don't want to speak for the people who live there, but I think it, yeah, it makes a lot of sense in what you're saying. Um, because when you have that neutral site, it's kind of like um something for that venue, city slash all that entity to have mm-hmm. like some sort of something to look forward to and and dress up. So if they, that's all they have to do is put their effort and time into making that, uh, um, you know, like a, a nice venue essentially for this, um, whatever that round of or the final. And, and you uh, could, you could yeah. brand it and be like, okay, like this yeah. is the road, to, the road to Vegas. And, you know, totally. very like, much like the, the champions league does, you know, like right. it, it's a big deal for whatever city gets to host that. And then you have, uh, all the outside revenue that accompanies it. So, yeah, and then you know you could slash something for the the home team, or um, so that the, the those people they feel a little bit of that home, I guess, vibe uh, or advantage that they normally get. Maybe because I think that MLS has at least reached a point now where if they did do a neutral site, like let's say like you did like a like NFL stadium, let, let's 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 use like the new stadium out in LA out out in Englewood. Um, I think that holds like 80k, I think I believe. Uh, I don't have the number in front of me, but I w- I would think that if the right, well, I say like at least the majority of the challenging fan bases that probably would have a real realistic chance to get in there, they would have enough fans to where they can get like 30,000 people to want to go. I think now. You know, don't quote me on that, but I would say at least 20,000. And I think if you can at least get one of those stadiums and get like at least a good 60,000, that's a win. That's a win. Absolutely. Even with that, you could um, totally take advantage of the larger capacity and do something like very creative as far as TIFOs or doing something to make that experience that much more, you know, personable for the home side, the away side, uh, and then those who attend as like third parties, uh, you know, et cetera. How would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and if MLS wasn't wasn't beefing with 
the owner of uh, uh, the Miami Dolphins. They could have it down, like I said, alternate between Vegas and Miami. Miami, Vegas. Like I said you can't you can't lose there. Like and this in let's say like every three years, LA gets it, something like that. Of course, oh, New Orleans, man, take it down, New Orleans. Hmm, that'd be good. You know, I'm you know what? I've, I've, like I've, I've heard very interesting things about the New Orleans soccer fan base because, like. I don't know if like you ever keep up with like World Cup qualifiers or World Cup viewing. Like they always have like a list of like these cities uh, watch uh, or these cities are watching the most um, qualifiers and what they had, they had the biggest ratings. And New Orleans, like they're a, they're not a stranger to that list at all. And I think that kind of like how people saw Atlanta. I think that. Um, with the right effort and with the right marketing, that could totally work. It could easily work. And um, I, I, they probably wouldn't rush to it, but I think, you know, with enough feelers and with enough time to really work that in, I think that, that, that would definitely be very interesting. I, just, I think that just seeing how MLS is usually in general, I, I, I think that, uh, L.A., Miami, and Vegas would be easy money for them, you know, as far as from a commercial standpoint and obviously from from a standpoint of, like, would fans want to come to this place? Would I want to come to it's, – it's December. Would I want to go to Vegas? It's December. Would I want to go to Miami? December. Would I want to go to L.A.? Some people, you know, they, they fuck with uh, New Orleans. and like, you know, they said they, they, could, they come around on it easily. But the generally speaking, uh, Vegas, LA, and Miami, that's easy money. The easiest of monies. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man. Maybe uh, even uh <laughs> shout out to Oscar, maybe Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pain in the ass with Fort Worth uh, or the just the airport out there. <laughs> no but nobody wants to go to Frisco, man. No, nobody. Like I said if they if they could if they could Somehow get Jerry World to get filled up. That would be one thing. I'm not counting on it, but that would be amazing if it did. That'd be absolutely amazing. But, um, yeah, don't put all your eggs in that basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, um, yeah, that's that's a. Uh, can I say something real quick? It makes no sense that their League One team is closer to Dallas than the, than the first team. I'm just, I'm just. That's a random thought. I just want to say that real quick. But yeah, but um, but yeah, man, we will see what's going on with the playoffs in a few weeks. But let's um, let's jump over to Europe real quick, um, because we got coming up on an international break, and then just as we do that, we gotta reset the the counter, because your 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 homies up in England, the FA done fucked up. And let's let tell us about what happened, man. So you have oh, So you have the um the FAA commissioner chairman, um, Greg Clark. Freaking he uses the um the term color for uh <laughs> to, to describe uh the or so they're 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 having a meeting first of all. It's a it's like a committee meeting and basically they're just discussing how the 
the funding and like the government the governing of football and what happens with like high profile female players and colored players players of color colored black players players of other descent POCs um <laughs> anyway and then just like uh, also um gay players or uh, people who are maybe want players who are attempting to want to come out and so he's describing it's a, about just all a choice the man it's these, a choice just yeah, like yeah that that's the rebuke so this guy has a second apology thank you for pointing that out Gregor. <laughs> so he he uses the term color to describe uh pocs and um naturally somebody in the meeting literally called him out and asked him and says did you mean to use the term colored and he you know apologize and then had to make a statement and then the media caught wind of it. And then he's had to make multiple other statements because it's on every network essentially in the country. Um, but nobody said anything about his use of language in the sense of LBGT players and what they may be potentially going through the abuse that they suffer on social media and other platforms that are uh, on the internet. So we got a long way to go. Um, even the people who are running this <laughs> clearly do not have their full grips attached to it. And I think that's just a huge reflection, essentially, of lack of diversity of people in those positions. I mean, it's a lack of diversity. It's a lack of awareness. You know, it's it's the inability to essentially, you know, read the room. Because, like, especially like you're talking about the the English England Football uh, Association, who's had uh, a lesbian as their national team head coach. Like they, like you would think that they would automatically be aware of these things already, but I guess you know when you get someone up in, in an environment where they're basically speaking bluntly and plainly and how they essentially they really feel, you know, you get, this is what you get. And yeah, as soon as that hit the airwaves, yeah, that I was like, yeah, that's pretty much a done deal for that. And, um, and it, and it just goes to show you that with all these, different efforts because the EPL still doing the kneeling um, when the games start, you know, like, like, how do you, how do you truly, you know, affect change individually with people? Because you still have people who are saying that they, they support these agendas and saying they support these, these efforts, but, you know, you still basically have this. And it's basically like you're essentially saying like it's all lip service. And, you know, of course, we are dealing with our stuff here. We're, we'll definitely get into that in the two up or two down. But, um, but yeah, I think that for, for uh, a football association as visible as England's and, and with the efforts that they've done throughout all their leagues as well as the EPL, like – yeah, it is. It just only goes to show you that there's more work to do. Like we mentioned last week, um, after the election, again, there is so much more now. work to do. Starts right now. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah so I again, just that was crazy, man. The we will hmm. reset that clock to zero. I think we made it like what? Uh, maybe like mm. thirteen days. Fourteen. I want that's two weeks. Two weeks of no racist shit. Let's be honest. It's. 20. I mean. <laughs> you got your iPad and you're feeling good, but it, it's, <laughs> reality ain't. That you know, I'm like yo, I, like of course this will definitely be in my tilt down. But yes, I finally got my iPad, and like I said, I'm, I'm, lear- I'm learning, I'm learning the ways of the Apple. But um, mm. but yeah, man, it's. I said it's just there's more work, more work to do, but uh, we got um, international qualifiers coming up. Uh, I know we talked about the. Um, the USA roster that um, got announced last week. Uh, Come to find out that Josh Sargent is being held back by his club, uh, Werder Bremen, uh, because of fears of COVID. Now, mind you, it's just it's just one. You know, the other team, the other players that we got in Germany, John Brooks. Um, well, shit, I can't even say uh, McKinney because he's down in Italy now. But like, technically, he's on loan. But no, yeah. But um, off, off to bigger, better things. But yeah, I, I, it's it's very weird that took this extreme measure. And my thing is this: we have we had uh, our European based players haven't had a national game in in a year, an actual whole year. Like we haven't had a national team game at all in ten months. But for them, it's been a whole year. So basically. You mean to tell me that you want to be this petty after basically having your player to yourself for a whole year? You have to worry about no call-ups, no nothing. All you do is just play games. And I, I get it. It's just, a, it's just a friendly, but I'm like, yeah. These friendlies are even more important now because we haven't had the opportunity to evaluate everyone on this scale in a long-ass time, like we mentioned last week. It's been a while. We get to see like where their skills haven't have taken the leap since a year ago. Because like a year ago, Pulisic was like just just beginning to find his uh, grasp with Chelsea. McKinney was just you know finding his groove. Tyler Adams was just finally getting healthy. Like these type of thing, a lot of people take these things and don't take them too seriously. I'm like, no, especially because of our specific dynamic where you have so few opportunities where you have MLS players and European players based, you know, playing together. And, and even more so in our, in our case, because the European players haven't, um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, they, they, because they haven't played a national team game in a year, it's like, yeah, like we need, we need these games and we need to like see like where, where everyone is, you know. And of course, we got new players coming in, so we can see where they are too, like see if, if they're in a better position where they can possibly contribute once we get back in the qualifiers and everything. And to lose a player like that, who definitely um, figures to factor into our plans going next year, that sucks because like. I also did see that um, like Italy, they just pretty much said like I, think that, I guess there's like a uh, area in Italy that's like 
encountering a, a surge and they just recommended like all the players who got called up, don't do it. Just stay home. And like I, I, I would I would carry this better with Sargent if that was the case in Germany where it's like, like okay, if you're in this area here, none of your players need to be going out right now. Just go ahead and just stay home, quarantine, and be healthy. Just to hold back one player, I'm like, that's just petty as fuck. Yeah, it would be at least um, a lot more uniform, and you'd hate to see um, – I think that's kind of anybody. You hate to see something apply to one person or it feels like, you know, very individual, uh, individualistic that this one thing only applies to you and not, oh, him or, or, or him. And I know we try to live our life not doing the, oh, he did it, she did it thing, but um, in all fairness, <laughs> it does seem a bit wishy-washy. Um, and uh, as I mentioned last week, you know, that I think Sargent is kind of key. To, yeah, absolutely. Uh, our, our front three, uh, my preferred would be, my preference would be to have him uh, in, in the middle, way mm-hmm. on the left wing and then um, and Pulisic on the right. But um, that, that's just the way I see the team. I saw, like, Way is a very interesting case there because he's finally – Healthy at um, he's at Lille, right? And um, because like most of last year he was pretty much injured, and I feel like I think his body is still growing, and I think that in the long run he might end up up front. But I think just right now, just with where he is, he's just he's like leaning, and of course he's got all that speed. So I can understand putting him out wide, but I think in the long run. He's going to be up front. Um, sure. And- and, I mean, honestly, I would totally have the um, – the only reason I have him there is because he's a, on the wing. Um, yeah, yeah, five. yeah. He's, he's got the, the pace. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think that he's um, better at defending the ball while on the ball, mm-hmm. like being a, a, just a, a bigger guy in comparison to, to Sargent. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah, I definitely get that. I, but I, I definitely – and they can interchange, you know, like – Cut in from the from the left wing and you know do all that inverted shit even if they because um, Pulisic can easily swap to the left side as well. Um, but I'll, I'll say this much, and this is one of those moments where I wish that Jordan Morris um, was available because I I have been keeping up with um, with him and for a guy that's pretty much you know encountered two pretty big knee injuries, beasting like hell. And I'm like, one, he really should be in Europe by now. Like he. You really should have been last year. And I think that, you know, hopefully a smart team is, you know, hopefully he's ready for that move. And hopefully teams are still checking him out because I'm like, yeah, I think that he would really do well if given the opportunity in Europe. Um, I, I don't, assuming that Seattle makes another big run in the playoffs again. Yeah, I don't think there's really much more that he can really do here aside from like winning MVP. And I'm like, that's just, it's just individual shit. Like, I think that he needs to take it to another level and and see what's up. See what's up with there in um in Europe for him. But um, what but yeah, we'll, should we'll, he we'll, go to? I mean, I think I think his game is tailor made for Germany. Um, of course, okay. he does have the he does have the body for England. But um, I think that just like most of the guys that we have, that's that's. Proved successful, 
Germany is easily the, um, the way to go. Because, like, mind you, a few years ago, it was Werder Bremen that was um, looking at him, and he chose to stay in Seattle over going there. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I definitely think that would be a good look for him. But, I mean, at, I think at his at his size, at his speed, and at, at his age, there's a multitude of options um, that, that, that he, he could go to. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what what happens there. Another guy that um, I don't think we talked about last week uh, with the roster that I'm very curious to see how he fits in was Johnny Cardoso. Um, for you, for those of you who don't know, he's a kid from New Jersey, but um, he's pretty much Brazilian, and he's playing down at International 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 now. Um, another another enter basically, and um, yeah, he's a he's a starting center center um, defensive midfielder. Uh, they're they're leading the league right now. And yeah, like we managed to um, dig him out of Brazil, and um, he's uh, playing with the national team. Like, so I'm actually really curious to see how he fits in, where he fits in. Because I mean, you already have McKinney, Adams. Depending on where you put Reyna or Pulisic, it's already a pretty stacked midfield. I mean, that's that's great for depth and everything. But I'd like to see like where um, ultimately he fits in. No room for uh, Pumkel. Uh, I mean, that's mm. that's the thing. Just like squeeze him and Jordan Morris right in there, man. Those I think those guys can. Um, I think they could be starters, honestly, and you know the right match. But um, I definitely think they should be a part of the squad for the. Oh World yeah! Oh Cup. yeah! Um, I don't know how Jordan, how old Jordan Morris is, but I felt like last year he had a really good season, especially coming off uh, coming off that injury earlier on. I mean. I think that it's like I said, he's let me look this up real quick. He's twenty six now. So basically I would say if there's ever a time for him to do it now is the time. He's twenty six. Well, he's gonna like, have to get called up though and then yeah. have a, a decent, you know, run until yeah. from from now on. Um and because I think that especially with him staying in MLS, basically he's either gotta be that top guy every single year or you know, it's, it's, at that age, it's definitely a risk to go over to Europe. It seems to me, I think that for the betterment of skill set, why not do it? Yeah, I mean, in his case, I think he was coming to the end of his career, but also to uh, the pinnacle uh, that, that you should be in your prime, um, according to the PhDs. Um, so yeah, you know when you when you hit that twenty six twenty eight mark, uh, you should be flossing, for lack of better words. And yeah, I think a move to Europe, Germany could suit him. Uh, I mean, hell, I could see him doing the business with a top ten, top fifteen side in the Prem. Uh, you know, like maybe not a Aston Villa, maybe like a Crystal Palace. You know where he, he's mobile enough to come on and do the business there. Um, maybe even like a, a Stoke. Can you do it on a cold night in Stoke? Yeah, you got to say can, it. Can you do it on a cold night in Columbus? Well, honestly, Southampton, that would be a good team for him. They're, they're, I think their style of play suits him. I can see that. I can see that. You know, it's 
Yeah, that, but he's like, got options. I think he's got a. I think in order though to get to Europe, he needs to be um, top three in the assist or top five in goals for the next two seasons. Then oh no, it, it, he can't wait that long. I said pretty much like given where uh, where Seattle's been the last few years, especially with him, I. He's got to be gone by next year, if not this, if not this winter. Like, like I said, like he's he's not going to get any more expensive. Like, if if Seattle views him as an asset that they they ultimately would like to consider settle, selling, this is pretty much it. You know, like because once he starts hitting twenty eight and twenty nine, they'll be like, nah, we good. Like, that's no no need for that. So if it's going to happen. This is pretty much it. And, you know, if he wants that move and he wants that push, yeah, it's, it's pretty much going to happen now. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with them in, in the, the next uh, – with the next team in the next few weeks or so. Like, because they got Wales and – I keep forgetting who else they're playing. But, yeah, we got two games coming up. It's been a long time. Very – very interesting to see what's, what's, what's going to happen there. But um, Thursday, those games are um, Georgia versus Georgia. North Macedonia. Uh, Macedonia, perhaps, is the proper way to announce it. That We have Serbia versus Scotland, Northern Ireland versus Slovakia, Hungary versus Iceland. And those are going to be the four matches for Thursday, the 12th, all available on ESPN. Okay. No, I'm, I'm gonna save it for for Toba today, but yeah, um, just a bit of housekeeping, real quick. Of course, the election's over, and we have a new we do have a new president elect, no matter what the current president says. But um, here with the culture, if I know everyone posted their, their I voted, we voted, uh, uh, pictures and whatnot. Um, Make sure that you tag us in your pictures, like either in the comments or just tag us um, in the picture itself. We, we are still doing our, our voter challenge with that. Get a special 25% off code at, at ftcutd.myshopify.com. And, uh, of course, you know, you can see with our background here on YouTube, you know, we're celebrating the, the blue team doing their thing, not just in the country, but even here in the state of Georgia, like big things are happening. But, um, but yes, but yes, even with the election being over, make sure you tag us, let us know uh, that you voted. Still got the got the uh, deal still going on and whatnot. But yes, FTC, UTD, even though the, se- the seasons are wrapping up here, make sure that you get your orders in for. To get ready for your swag for next year, all that good jazz. I love it. I love it. Name sets. We're, we're hats. still counting the votes, right? <laughs> or sorry, or the or the ballots. I mean, essentially, is what you're saying. You know, like were were you watching the news um, on Saturday when the announcement for a Like I just missed. No, it. I was like, damn it. Actually, I missed it, Katie. Um, she, I, I don't know what the fuck I did Saturday. It's kind of a blur, honestly. I, oh, I, I worked in the yard, so I was out uh, outside, fucking blowing the leaves. Just, just to, just to, I know, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, just to have it all, you know, be worthless on Sunday. But that's not the point. 
um, yeah, I was outside working, and Katie came in to um, take a shower. She goes, hey, we have a, a new president. I was like, what? They, they called it. And so, yeah. And then um, uh, the Lambo became blue. Um, uh, the Lambo is blue again, B. <laughs> those, those are your words, sir. So I wanted to give you full credit. So, <laughs> I've been uh, I've been blasting the Nipsey uh, FDT. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just like I pulled into, like, the Kroger Parker, uh, parking now, now, magic. For those of y'all who those, those of y'all who don't know, uh, our 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 dear DJ K lives in in Cobb County, uh, which is typically a Republican stronghold. Um, now, me, I I live in Decatur, and uh, I, I just so happened to I was on the way to the post office when the news first hit, and like I'm just hitting downtown Decatur. And I'm all of a sudden I'm just like, I'm just hearing what are they doing that up up like hot horns just honking all over the place? What are they doing that in, in um not in, not not up here, man? Not, no, was, no, that's no. what I'm saying. Like I was so <laughs> excited, you know. Like there, I have one neighbor who will obnoxiously play music, like be, like you have to call the cops, even though mm-hmm. no one ever does. It's that loud. Um, you can literally hear it three streets over. And I was like, where is this? Like the one day that you should be doing this, you're not. And so I kind of, like I said earlier, I was like, man, I got to go to Kroger, get some baby formula. Blast. My, my volume in the car goes to 62. I was on 61, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got I to keep it still musical. I don't want to pee. You know, but yeah, I was uh, driving through downtown Decatur and, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting because like, for those of y'all who haven't been down here to Atlanta and to know the, the the suburbs and the city and whatnot, a lot of people think that when they think Decatur, they always think, you know, the Outcast songs and Goody Bob songs. And that Decatur still exists. But when you go to downtown Decatur, it's a whole different vibe. It's a whole history vibe that it's a whole different shit. And, you know, just to see the number of Caucasians. I mean, they were just hype as fuck. Bro, did you see the, the footage from Piedmont Park where they... In, in yeah, Atlanta, yeah, Coach... Uh, I think Coach was on down in, mid, in um around Midtown. You're right, he did send us that. And, um, yeah, like, he would post some videos um, up, up on his stories and everything. And, yeah, I mean, like, of course, downtown... Uh, Atlanta was was jumping. Mm-hmm. Midtown was definitely jumping. jumping. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, and, yeah we have the rainbow um, crosswalk and and right there by Piedmont Park. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of a landmark for Atlanta, and um, folks were celebrating. The party was real. The party was mad real. Yeah, so you saw parties up in Philly and New York. You know, first first of all, the thing about New York, which I found very telling, because like people <laughs> don't realize. 45 is from New York. Yes. And I mean, and like in most cases, you would think that your hometown would, would fucking love you. We like, you know, hey, that's our guy. They were, they were mm. insanely happy that, yes, this, this dude is out, even though he is trying to find whatever argument that he can to be like, hey, I still belong here. Pretty all. Everything's uh, pretty much attempting a whole ass coup on the government, yeah. but yeah, thank God for the honest Republicans. I mean, 
I guess I, I I could turn this into a whole political thing, but all I know you is voted, that, right? You voted. I, of course. Go for a deep dive. This is a black hole. <laughs> no, I, I I just think that you know it's very telling when you have people who you can't even say that is Fox News anymore. It's pretty much just the fact that you have a you have a certain demographic in this country that are, are pretty much only going by the word of our current president. And if he says it, it's, it's testament, it's in the Bible, it's, it's, in, it's in... Has been decreed. Yes, it, 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 it is decided. And I'm just trying... Mentioned it on Twitter on the socials uh, the other day, and it's like, how exactly do you do you reach those people? Because the effort should always be to reach out to more people, and you know, and reach across the aisle, as as they say. And it's like, you basically have people who are so buckered into this is this is our guy, it can only be him. And I'm like, this is how our government's done for over 200 years now, you know, going on close to 250 now. And it's like the the country moves on. The the country goes on. That's how it's supposed to, how it's supposed to go. Like one person isn't supposed to just be the only guy to stay forever and ever. That's, that's how dictatorships are set up. That's how, you know, essentially monarchies are set up and I'm like that's not how we're supposed to how how we're supposed to go and you know like we mentioned last week with how the votes went we have a lot of more work to do you know Lots. even even with you know the announcement you know you know whether it's with covid whether it's with criminal justice whether it's just with the economy whether it's just with education and how we get our kids in school safely, like there is so much more work to do. And I think that there's a lot of cynicism just because of how our country just naturally is. And, and I totally understand that point of view. I'm just, I'm willing to hear this, hear Biden out and, at least give him some time, especially, of course, here in Georgia, we have a runoff coming up in January for both Senate seats. And, you know, that can pretty much Ballots are open. You can register now, folks. If you are yes. Yeah. And that pretty much determine the control of of, uh, of the Senate and everything. And so that's now more, especially here in Georgia, like, yeah, there's more work to do. And, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that because of the office that he holds, people have to pay attention to him. Cause I think that if he, if, if he wasn't the president, everybody would be looking at him like, like he's crazy. And, and on, essentially he is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, 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 I don't know what it would take to just tune him out and just be like, Hey, we actually do have a real life country that needs to operate and 
and function. And this guy, he's not even serious. Like he, one moment he's saying he's going to throw all these legal challenges, and the next day he's playing golf. If you're that pressed about being president, you're not playing golf. I'm sorry. There you go. I'm there sorry. You go. But it means a little bit more to you. Definitely. Yeah. Like if, if this is that much to you, you're not playing golf. You're not. This is your your every breathing thought of how you feel that you were wrong or aggrieved and all that stuff. But he doesn't take it seriously as I think that he should, if he was really that, that pressed about it. But again, because of, of his office, this is where we are. But, um, but yeah, you know, congrats to uh, president like Biden, even more special congrats to madam uh, vice president elect Kamala Harris, which if, if, if Memphis had gone to sleep, you would we would have had Coach blasting the shit about, you know, Howard Howard Lum um, becoming vice president. Of course, it's the first woman to be become vice president, first black woman, first South Asian, mm-hmm. first biracial uh, vice president. Like, you know, you're just tick, you're ticking all the boxes. And like she said during the acceptance speech. She won't be the last. Guarantee that because the door is open. And once there's one, there's always guaranteed to be more. Let so, it flood, folks. Let it flood. Hopefully, so, yeah. this is Ho- a, a ship in a new era, man. Because, you know, um, I think I really appreciated the way that you analogized the beginning of COVID and when the protest started and how. Uh, our mayor in Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, handled and actually she spoke to the public like a <laughs> like a black mother, and I think that the way that that kind of speak translates <laughs> to not just black kids, you know, or to black people rather, um, and so I think that we need that 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 kind of you know, there's a reason like that mother feeling, and I think this country more importantly needs that. So, like you said, the work starts now, and hopefully we can get some of that feel good along the way. On that note, speaking of our our dear mayor, let me go ahead and jump up and um, to to them. First up I wanted to give is, of course, everyone saw a multitude of memes and gifs and videos, but there is one video I need to get a special shout-out to. I don't know who the... Who, who did the video because, you know, all this stuff goes viral. But the person who did the Avengers video of basically 45 and Biden and pretty much the entire uh, Democratic Party, yo, I ain't gonna lie. Every time I saw it, I teared up. I was like, yo, because like it definitely, because mind you, the the scene itself at, at uh, during the big battle scene of, of Avengers Endgame, like the representation of it. If you really think about it, it's, it's emotional as hell as far as just everyone coming together for this one effort. And then when you apply that to how many people have, have felt towards defeating 45 and pretty much, you know, everyone that's that's on his team, you know, you had Obama and Stacey Adams and Mayor Keisha, um, well, yeah, com- coming in, um, coming in with them, and I was just like, 
Yeah, it's uh, because for those of y'all who obviously haven't been keeping up, even though it's not officially official yet, Georgia's gone blue. This 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 wallpaper that you see on on the YouTube blue. Oh, this like the jersey I'm wearing, blue, like you know, like that. That's a big deal because we haven't gone with a. Uh, with a Democrat here in Georgia, and two with um Clinton, and um, so yeah, it's definitely a big deal here, and but yeah, like just a, a whole video, like you see, like um, let's see who else. Uh, let's see Wang in there, There's Wang in uh, there, Alexander, Alexander uh, Bernie, in there. Bernie. Uh, you you see uh, uh the late John Lewis uh, coming up as Ant Man with um with uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Sean Connery of like um, uh, Buttigieg was on Spider-Man. Yes, um, yes, yes. Like, yeah, yeah, the women, Michelle Obama, uh, AOC, Hillary on the horse. It's like, yeah, like pretty much you have the entire, you know, liberals, Democrats, everyone in between progressives, like all coming together for this one effort. Like, it's a, it's a the symbolism of the big deal and whoever did that shout out to you you get all all the oscars and emmys and all that good shit that's all that's plot, you all the plot but um yeah second um uh second up um um i will uh i don't know if it's up or not but uh, the NBA is coming back in in another month. Uh, oh yeah, they, they, they finally um they worked out uh, their deal. They'll be returning on December twenty second, right before Christmas. I get it. It's a uh, it, it's a lot sooner than what most players probably would want. But we're in special times. Granted, they did cut down on the season instead of it being in. in um, 82 game season instead of two game season, but I think that um, I think in the long run they'll be better for it. I, I I do think that what you'll probably end up seeing is very few top stars going to the Olympics next year as a mm. kind of as a balance to that because yeah, usually you have you have your dream teams and everything. I'm pretty sure W no we're tired. We're not doing this. So you're saying Russia's gonna win? I mean, it could be. It could be Spain. You never know. It could, I, I, I don't think. I don't, I don't think Argentina's gonna be as good as they used to be. But um, but yeah, I, all I know is that, um, yeah, I think that that'll be the compromise that, like, yeah, you're not gonna be getting the top stars because they're gonna be like, yeah, we need to rest, and they should rest. So. Cause like we talk about that they with, could win though with a B team, a B team. Um, yeah, because I mean, in a lot of cases, most of the top players for other countries, their their player, their top players are here in the NBA as well. So, right, I, I think that there's only one uh, of them. <laughs> yeah, squad versus you know, it's like I mean, it, the All Stars. Yeah, the reference Jam, the Space Jam. But um, but yeah, I definitely think that. It'll definitely make things a lot closer than probably what it would be, but um, you know, like I so said, we'll see how how this season goes. Um, 
my downs um we're pretty much seeing the meltdown slash coup last stand of 45 and it's so weird to see how the media is covering it because I get why they won't call it. I get why they won't call it a coup, uh, an attempted coup, because you don't want to necessarily presume. But at the same time, if you look at it plainly, it's kind of what's happening. And you know, for people who claim that they love America and, and want to be all about freedom and all that yada yada. Um, there's a lot of people in that in that party who are just, you know, idly. There's too many people who are idly standing by. Granted, there are some voices who are speaking out. It's not enough. Like, you need yeah. to be like, hey, this 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 shit's over with. It's done. Even the I know like some of the initial challenges that 45 had with the voting results, the judges are like, this is stupid. You don't even have proof. No. <laughs> but threw it out. But here, but here, but here you are, you know, attempting to, attempting to do dumb shit just because you can. Um, I'm gonna take on one of my other um, downs and make it an up because uh, actually was just breaking news um, earlier today. Our our good old chaps here in Atlanta, um, Morris Brown College, their accreditation application has been approved. For those of you who, those of y'all who don't know. Uh, they're an HBCU here, actually based right by the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They've been struggling with a, with accreditation for the better part of the last 15, 20 years. And like we're to where they got uh, decredited, like I think 2005 or six, something like that, maybe sooner than that. But um, so, they, so they basically, a lot of people who went there, you know, basically they're saying like the degrees were shit because they didn't have that accreditation. They just got it back today and uh hopefully this is you know their first official step to finally getting back to where they want to be and you know reestablish themselves as uh HBCU of high prestige and honor of course I'm sure if Coach was here he would like it ain't no Howard but I mean you know it's still cool so that's what's hard yeah but um but yeah what you got TK um, let's see. Uh, I guess we'll start with a down real fast. I, uh, I've, this is something I actually heard about earlier today for the first time. Apparently, it's been um, ongoing. Um, mm-hmm. These, um, I'm a, if you guys don't know, I'm a, I'm a jazz guy. Um, so these two jazz musicians, um, Irvin Mayfield and Ronald Markham, they um, basically conspired to commit fraud. Uh, against their um, basically under the, the the guise of their own organization that is charitable, so um, they pleaded guilty uh, today. Basically, this has been on hold since COVID, but like I said, um, this is the first time I'd heard about it. And uh, this takes place in New Orleans of all places, um, which they're they're from. But just um, they established this organization after the uh, Katrina and the levees broke, and it was there to help lift people up. And they're out here embezzling the money and uh, they're on gold trumpets and shit like that. So uh, it, it just kind of, you know, broke my heart to read and hear that news. 
Um, so I just, that, that's definitely a huge fucking down. I hope those guys are sentenced, um, to the full maximum. I think it's like five years of use in prison. Um, uh, cause fuck that shit, man. The amount of people that they've negatively affected due to greed is, it's just a, a small dot of the, the big problem that we have here in America. Um, so big, big, big down, man. Big, big down. Um, and then, uh, big up. Looking to looking forward to seeing my parents uh, here next week and for the the holiday, um, they're going to come up a week early. We're gonna do all the all the things safely, masked up, social distanced. But um, it'll just be nice to see my parents because um, they live on the other side of the state, pretty much in Florida. And um, yeah, I think everyone enjoys to see their parents. Uh, I know you uh, you spoke about the memory of your mother last week, Grego. Uh, God bless your soul. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, trying to, um, trying to get in that, that QT while I got the baby and, uh, while, you know, while we can. So take advantage of the people that are here while they're here. Absolutely. So, you know, do, do justice to that. Um, another up is going to be, um, a big shout out to, um, probably one of my best friends in the world is, uh, Bobby Boyd, um, big Bobby drum. Man, uh, he's getting uh, getting married here in a couple months to uh, to his bride, uh, Miss Ashley. And um, this weekend is going to be the uh, the bachelor party. And unfortunately, due to COVID, um, I I'm not going to be able to make it. And uh, that it's like I'm, I'm, I'm not really like a groomsman, or I, I for this particular wedding I am. But like in general, I'm not like groomsman material. I guess to a bunch of homies. Why not? Uh, I I don't know. You know, I'm always like doing the music shit. Uh, hey, mm. can you coordinate? Can you bring some speakers? Yeah, yeah, cool. I got you. Um, can, you be, can you bring your band? Like, are you paying us? <laughs> well, I can only hook you up this much. <laughs> uh, if you either get gear for for discount, and you pay for services, or vice versa, and food doesn't suffice these days. Anyway, moving forward. That's. <laughs> um, I just want to give a shout out to to Bobby. Um, you know, I'm not going to be able to attend his bachelor party. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just, I'm just real bummed. Cause this is one of the things that COVID is actually like kind of fucked us up on. Um, uh, but this is an up. So b- big ups to him. Congratulations on getting married. I cannot wait to stand next to you on the day. And, uh, and just, uh, you know, couldn't be, couldn't be prouder to, to be your friend. Uh, so, uh, I hope you guys enjoy your fun this weekend. And Indeed. I believe, uh, I got one more down. So, um, yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, fuck this storm. We got um, my my favorite vacation spot uh, in the Gulf is this um, this little island. I'm not going to name it because um, I don't want people there. <laughs> Straight up, don't don't. It's it's nice because don't it's visit. Not, yeah, it's not super populated. And it's like a not a locals only thing because I see a bunch of stickers on the back of cars here in Atlanta. People know about it. It was like the number two beach uh, mm. in the top 100 beaches, like probably like five or six years ago. Anyway, um, they're just continuously getting hammered with storms. I mean, it's the season, but um, just, you know, uh, praying and uh, safe passage for the storm. Hopefully um, it doesn't or causes minimal damage, if none at all. And I just want to give a shout out. Hope all my friends down there in the Gulf uh, down there, you know, are being uh, safe and can uh, the storm is is just a, a, a breeze of just rain. Uh, other than that, I have a, an up for us as the culture here at the FTC show. 
Um, we, I just want to shout out, well, I know we're doing like reviews, um, shout out on people who leave us like reviews on the iTunes and mm-hmm. uh, other platforms. So I wanted to give a shout out to, um, we recently just had, um, a purchase in the store. I saw that pop up and I was, uh, I was trying to, to get a, like a, a screenshot name or something like that. I could, uh, shout out the person, but uh, we'll Shante say, Thompson. Okay. Shout know out to, to Shante Thompson. Yeah. We, we appreciate the love. Um, you know, we appreciate you spending your hard-earned dollars with us here at the culture, so we can keep this thing cycling and moving. You know, uh, one and, thing and gets another, so that yeah. that we'll, we'll we'll make good on that. And uh, yeah, sh- we appreciate you. Yeah, and I also shout out to Regan. I think she's up in either Ohio or Kentucky. I know she uh, ordered. Um, uh, I can't say what she, but, but um, uh, Louisville City uh, set and. Um, be getting that out shortly, but um, but yeah, like we said before, make sure you get your orders in. Go ahead and get ready for next year, because like us, we are our team is getting ready for next year. <laughs> but um, I, I got to pause the culture real fast because you know your boy doing things. I'm going to have you break me off. I couldn't let you go one more episode without rubbing it in your face, Grico. Oh, we Here's ain't the t- three. Here's the three. Oh, yeah, wow. I made all y'all wait for that. That's why. Wow. Right. <laughs> wow. All y'all wait for that. Got that Z itch on the way, too. Yeah. Did, didn't I hear, that's like, a, he had, like, we see you, a game, like, Professor Z itch or something, like, like Professor X or something? Like, I don't know. In the culture chat. I'm not sure. I think it's the wizard, I thought. Okay. Yeah. I know it's one of them. But, um, but yeah. That's what's up. Chelsea to win the league by five points. I don't know about that, but we'll see. But uh, last but not least, before we, before we head out of here, just a special shout-out, rest in peace, um, to our our main man Alex Trebek, you know, for any of you brainiacs out there who thought that you could be on Jeopardy one day, you've been growing up with this dude for the better part of forty years. Um, he had a courageous battle with cancer the past I think two three years, and yeah, he uh, he finally expired over the weekend. Um, um. I watched the episode on Monday uh, following his passing and um, they had like the executive producer um, get like the intro and, you know, confirming news and everything. And like he recorded up to like two weeks ago. And yeah. I think, I think Extraordinary. he um, and basically said that they have episodes up basically up to Christmas. Basically you're going to be, you're probably going to be crying on Christmas or, or Christmas Eve when they air his, final episode mm-hmm. of course when you have someone that's that legendary you know and basically be the face of that one show for so long so it's going to be very interesting to see like how they go forward because i think um I, i'm not certain but i think they said like uh, they might be bringing in jennings as the new host i'm not sure i know like mm-hmm. he got he just came on um with a new role on the show of course he's like the 
smartest dude ever on Jeopardy and everything. But um, but yeah, uh, you know, if you grew up watching that show, that's a that's a huge loss. And I know, like me, I I love that show. Like that show's dope as hell. But um, so rest in peace to Mister Mister Trebek. You know, rest in strength, rest in, rest in love, and everything. But that's all we got. Well, you, you got anything else, man? Du, 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 du. <laughs> okay, that, I guess that's it. Nah, man. But yeah, uh, you know, just shout out to the people who uh, who continuously tune in to us. We, um, I just want to let you know we we very much appreciate the, the support. And uh, yeah, we're gonna keep banging out these episodes, like Gregor mentioned earlier. We're climbing yeah. our way to. We are gingerly making our way to episode one hundred. Uh, but, but yeah, are we, we gonna will... do a celebration? We're gonna do balloons and fix up this background here. You know, like that's the part that sucks about about COVID is that, of course, we haven't we haven't all been together in months. And, months. and shout out Rashad, shout out Tony, man. Rashad's on the road right now. But um, I I, I definitely miss having that energy where we're all in the same room, vibing and everything. Hopefully we we get something done. Maybe at some point over the holidays, I'm not sure. But um, of course, um, in the in the meantime, definitely make sure that you guys catch us here on the podcast every Wednesday. Catch us on your favorite podcast apps. Catch us on the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, catch us on social the FTC, UTD, and um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. We're still at the we're still at the bond there, and um, I said we love to to still communicate with you guys. We still got that smoke when whenever it's necessary and everything. But um, should we get plastic dividers? Do an in person pod like uh, like the broadcast <laughs> team does? Uh, oh, man. Yo, did they have, who's got the, the hookup on plastic, guys? I mean, they, they, they had, had new set on, on Sunday. They had new set on Sunday. I was I was yeah curious about that. But um, they were they were closer than they typically are. Yeah, yeah, like because they're usually in the stadium, so uh, they yeah, definitely yeah, totally. things up. But uh, we'll figure something out because yeah, I definitely want to you know get with you guys. And, um, you know, I've definitely been thinking about the fan, definitely the fan team guys. I like them uh, and as well. But uh, but yeah, uh, you know, we're we're trying to you know increase the positivity, increase increase the peace. In these streets, especially right now with a whole lot of smokes going on. But yes, until next week for TK, for Coach, Mayor, Grego, Coach is Real, Coach is Everywhere. Take care of each other, guys. We'll see y'all soon. There we out.